This is Alpha Geek Radio. Well, I, I mean, should we just get started? I'm still publishing. You're still publishing. Oh. Well, it, it is a, a panel yeah, about yeah, podcasts. It's, it's your podcast. first thing. Your first thing to learn about producing a podcast. It never ends. <laughs> yep. You will be constantly doing it, and you'll be constantly trying to make it better. All right. Well, well, let's go ahead and kick this off. Hi, everybody. Hi. Um, welcome to basically a how to podcast plus technical. So it, it, this was born from a, a session that we did in DragonCon at DragonCon, talking about kind of the audio and tech aspects of it. And we have a great panel up here to talk about kind of how they podcast because one of the questions that I think a lot of podcasters get, um, the more seasoned veteran podcasters is, how do you do it? And what we thought With we would pain do is kind of... and tears. <laughs> <laughs> what we thought we would do is uh, come up here and talk about kind of how each one of us podcasts because there is no one way to do this. Um, before the show started, uh, Patrick, didn't you ask, or no, Tom asked how many, no, Patrick. Sorry. <laughs> Asked who in here actually uh, podcasts. And can I see the hands again? So I don't know, we got a good number of people, about 20 people. How many of you want to start a podcast? Another, the other half. <laughs> <laughs> How the many next. of you don't ever want to do a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> we got a few. Some of you are the same ones who said you're starting one. <laughs> For the rest how of many you, of us? How many of you want us to talk you out of it? <laughs> <laughs> we we hope this is uh, informative. Um, we're going to do some interactive stuff uh, as well as introduce everyone here. So uh, I'm I'm Nicole Spag. If you didn't know, um, I do a couple a uh, couple audio podcasts. So I do Nerd Parents. I do Ladies Elite. Uh, I produce both of those. So I'm on the recording side of it. Going. Please don't crash Garage Band. Please don't crash. Um, I also co-host on uh, the Final Score in the Morning Stream, and then my husband and I we do a video podcast called The Wood Whisperer. So we have an interesting side because when you get into video, that just changes everything. So we'll focus on audio. But if you do have questions about video, I'll try to help you. <laughs> um, so let's go down the line. Tom, would you like to? Uh, uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, I'm Tom Merritt. I host the Daily Tech News Show, Sword and Laser, Current Geek, and Cord Killers uh, weekly, except for the Daily Tech News Show, which is, as you heard, daily. And I also have a few other podcasts that I do independently. Um, mess around with some other things here and there, but mostly uh, my gig is, is doing shows now. And I've been doing podcasts in some form or another since March of 2005. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was 2005. Yep. You're a veteran. <laughs> I am. How about you, Patrick? Hi. Um, so my name is Patrick. I'm French, and I do a bunch of... <laughs> I like how you just get that out of the way. <laughs> just take it away for it. Because like... I'm going to go into the fact that I do shows in French. So that's very important. Um, so I've been podcasting since September of 2006, so you got me beat. Um and I do one um, bi-monthly show. Is it bi-weekly if you do it twice a month? 
Bi-monthly. Monthly. Thank you. So one bi-monthly and a couple of others, uh, bi-monthly as well, but they're recorded as, uh, in a bunch. Um, and they're in French. I used to do a bunch of shows, uh, in English as well, but then I stopped. I think my, my situation is a little bit different because I, I have a real job that pays the bills. And then there's the podcasting that I do because I'm really passionate about it. So maybe my, my, the way I do things is going to be a little bit different. Uh, I'm Adam Christensen. I do a Mac Apple podcast called the MacCast. I've actually been podcasting since December 2004. Ha! Winner! <laughs> so, uh, going on 10 years. And, um, I do my show, <laughs> I would say weekly. It's almost weekly. Four episodes a month is pretty much how it works out. Um, and I've been doing it full time now, I think for four or five years. So it's my primary, uh, job. Todd. I'm Todd Whitehead. I do a podcast called Casually Hardcore with my wife and uh, two of our friends. Been doing that since August of 2007. I also run the Alpha Geek Radio live internet radio and podcasting network. Yeah, I wanted to have Todd on because he's bringing. Uh, how many of you listen to Alpha Geek on uh, live morning stream and and uh, utilize that? My peeps. That's awesome. <laughs> I know I do. Um, I kind of split when I do the live. I use Alpha Geek, and then for anything that I miss, I I use Stitcher. Um, but I wanted to bring Todd on because he kind of gives us a different perspective of. I know when I even just set it up to broadcast live, I'm like, oh, I got all this. I got it. Where's butt and all this different stuff? Butt is an actual valid thing. We'll get to that. Yes. (laughs) So I thought I would do uh, something fun for you guys. Um, I asked a lot of the Frog Pants producers, not everyone up here, submitted a photo. Of course, Adam, you were last minute, so I won't hold it against you. Last minute substitution. (laughs) Um, and I asked them to send me a picture of their their setup, their rig, so their mics, their computer, and kind of give me a uh, a rundown of what they use. So uh, we're going to go through and take a look at some of these uh, setups, and I'm I'm curious if you can guess who the Frog Pants producer is. Um, if you if you win. Thumbs up. I don't have anything. <laughs> I was going to try to get some prizes from Scott. Um, <laughs> wow. You're getting money, oh, apparently. you get oh. a merit badge. Ooh, there you go. All right. So the first one we have up. <laughs> Look at that tangle mess of wires. There's. We need some cable cord. Um, <laughs> who do you this think is, this is? This is anybody in the Frog Pants Network? Anyone in the Frog Pants Network. Ooh. <laughs> is he? You're correct. That is Tom Merritt. Somebody saw the mixer earlier. <laughs> yeah, I figured you saw that Alesis. Although you you use that same Alesis mixer, Todd. I noticed for a few oh, things. Yes. Yeah, it's Had pretty for it's many a years. Yeah. Good workhorse. So uh, this is this is um, what Tom uses. So. Tom, do you want to talk about any of, of, of the equipment that you yeah, use? Yeah, this is just what was pictured in, in that picture. Uh, that's, the hor- that's the most horrible view I could get on the floor <laughs> of, of the cables that are just kind of leading from the Mac Mini to my desk. That Behringer U control uh, is because the uh, headphone port burnt out. Uh, so I needed to have a separate way to get audio out for monitoring. 
and it ended up having the added benefit of having a bunch of RCA ports on it and a headphone port of its own. So I was able to take more audio out of the computer than I would have otherwise. And so I used that to send audio not only to my headphones, but also to Alpha Geek Radio. Uh, that way I can take what, what I'm hearing as my monitor is the same thing that you guys are hearing on Alpha Geek, which is why sometimes you may notice like, uh, I'm hearing some peaking on Alpha Geek Radio, but it doesn't show up in the podcast because it's that mixer, that Elisa's mixer that you saw that's turned up a little higher uh, and then the main mixer that's going back out to the Hangout. And I, I will post this little quiz online so you don't have to, because this, that's a hyperlink. Uh, all of Tom's equipment, he actually has it all listed in a nice place. Um, so. Yeah, if you go to tommerritt.com and you click on, I think it's store, uh, there's, there's links to like my books and stuff, but there's a links to all the equipment in Tom's studio and you can buy it, but if you, it works just as good as a list of stuff, and you can find it cheaper elsewhere than Amazon. So yeah. um, it's a good place where what, it's all what, uh, software are you using? Are you using GarageBand? Are you using? I uh, use Audacity. Audacity for the audio, yeah, and okay. I use nothing for the video because I don't edit the video yet. Oh, you're just yeah. I just post the YouTube. So you just is it a Google Hangout that you use? And yeah, you it's just Google kinda... Hangout, and I start the broadcast when I'm ready to start, and I stop it when I'm done. There you go. <laughs> Um, my husband and I, we do a, a live um, uh, event, I guess, every month, and we don't use Google Hangouts. We actually use Google Live, oh, uh-huh. and we use yeah. YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. And you, use, Google? you, you uh, don't no, YouTube. choose the Hangout because you can no. choose Hangout right. in there, but you choose the other one. And oh, we I use um, the the Cast. What's the Wirecast? Wirecast. Uh-huh. So we use Wirecast, yeah. and that's how we broadcast it. And then we embed it on the site and. We have like a little countdown, so it's like 10, 10 minutes to go. Um, let's take a look at another one. Who do you think this is? And this wonderful pop filter. Minimalist. <laughs> Who said Patrick first? <laughs> oh, it's the window. So is it the, window is it the windows? The yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would be the, like the, the DIY uh, pop filter. Yeah, the, the pop the filter is very... What, how did you make that pop filter? Pantyhose. The pantyhose. Really? Classic yeah. Pantyhose and coat oh, yeah. hanger. Just uh, some, some wire and wire and uh, pantyhose. And it, it's, it's, you know, it works fine. So, this so. is what Patrick sent me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Just Volume one. Look at it very quickly. <laughs> just... Okay, I can, I can <laughs> here. I'm, I'm going to summarize, but basically, it's a, it's a coup. It's, <laughs> it's it's very um, it's very deceiving th- this list because I think my setup is actually the the, the easiest one uh, there is. First of all, I think the first uh, advice I would give someone who's starting out is don't worry about live. Just record your stuff uh, at, at your own pace because live, you think it's just pushing a button. It adds an enormous layer of complexity. And, and prob- potential problems. And when you're beginning, I think you want to eliminate as many possible issues as you can. So the, the, the thing I would recommend is, can, can we go back to the... Yeah, of course. The, the, the thing that you see at the end of the mic, uh, some of you might know it already. It's an icicle, and it converts XLR, which is the, 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 you know, the format of the board for most mics, into USB. And that is basically the only piece of hardware you need. Um, that will allow you to get decent sound quality to, into your computer. And then you go through Skype and you meet up with other people who have the same setup or even, you know, a decent quality, uh, headphone with a microphone. 
Um, you can get software that will record your Skype conversation directly, and that's a lot better than GarageBand. GarageBand is a crash fest, so please do not use GarageBand. You agree, right? I still use it. I still but I mean, it's so heavy for what you need to do. You just need to record the thing. Um, the the so Icicle also lets you upgrade your microphone whenever right. you want. To what, sorry? The Icicle also lets you change the microphone whenever sure. you want. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's super easy. So you go with your friends. Don't worry about being in the same room. If you know the guys, probably you're going to have a good chemistry already. Just meet up on Skype, record that, and you'll be, you'll be basically 80% of the way done technically. And it's, it's going to cost you, I don't know, less than a hundred bucks and you're done. That's all you need. Um, maybe a little bit more if you include the software, but, um, so that's essentially the, 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 the biggest part of my setup. And I, I can get into a little bit more later, but icicle and Skype. That's really all you need to get started. I think what you'll probably hear, I mean, even though we're focusing on some of the technical stuff, uh, you'll probably hear from the everyone here and even myself. The hardest part of podcasting is actually podcasting, like doing it, like setting a time and keeping to a schedule and actually following through with consistent shows. Because <laughs> guess what? Sometimes life happens. And especially if you're get, just getting into it and you're a part-time podcaster, um, it, you know, that's where the term pod fading comes in. <laughs> it's incredible the amount of people that think it's going to... So however long you think it's going to take to produce your show, double or triple that time. I, I'm curious, when you first started producing your shows, how long did you spend on editing after? For um, me, it was... For Lazily, that was my first show. It would take me three hours mm -hmm. to do everything. Yep. Um, oh, sorry. Oh, no, you, are you, you're asking, so at first? Yeah, you're very... At, like, when you first, first started doing oh, it. Yeah, because I was crazy... Taking out the ums. Anal about every um and odd. And yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, three hours. No silence easy. permitted. Two, three hours. Yeah. Would, would not be unusual. Ten minutes. Uh, <laughs> uh, we and can't all be Tom Merritt. No, but it's not because of that. Uh, <laughs> which Because you had other also, people doing it. it. It's I not wasn't, like that now. I wasn't very good <laughs> back then. Uh, yeah, I hopefully have gotten better. Um, no, um, um, um. The reason I only did ten minutes is I went live to tape. Mm. And having a radio background, you don't get to do live radio and right. redo it. So I felt like it was better to just do live and be conscious of ums and ahs and leave them in and, and just try to get better at it because yeah. it saved time. And it allowed you to have that, that live feel. Mm. That's a choice. I'm not recommending that per se. I'm not recommending against it either. I'm just saying, like, that was a choice I made. And we did that on Buzz Out Loud and we did it on East Meets West, the first two shows that I ever did, on purpose because we wanted that efficiency and we wanted that feel. That's not to say what Adam and you got, you did were in any way a, wrong way of approaching it. And it goes back to what you're saying. There's lots of ways to do it. Mm -hmm. Some people want to have as clean a possible of a sound mm. right from the beginning. Right. And they want they want to have a really tightly edited, focused show. And that's a good way to get it. Yeah. Now, that said, I mean, now I've landed on something that's more, more of a hybrid. And I probably do something different than a lot of other people because I do a solo podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's just me and talking into the computer. So I almost do what I call a live editing kind of thing. So I try and do a live recording, but if I do do a big flub, I will literally stop right at that point, let just go stop. back yeah. and then re-record, yeah. just pick up. And I'll even do a lead-in sometimes. So like, I'll go back and listen to what I just said and just say that and then hit record and then start back into it, I'm which just makes lazy. a real easy yeah. edit point. 
So I'm pretty much done when I'm done recording. There's really no editing to go back into. It's just pushing it all back together. Well, since I don't have your setup, what what do you currently have mic-wise? And um, So I use, it's an Audio-Technica AT2020 is the mic that I use. It's about 100 bucks. It's an XLR mic. mic um, and I run that into this really great, I don't, they, there's a new model. Um, it's a, a DBX 286A mic preamp processor. So, uh, and all that does is take the mic and it, you know, amps it up so that the signal going into my computer is, is, is better. But what's great about that unit is it was about 200 bucks, somewhere in that range, and it has some filters on it. So rather than do filters in software on the computer, so a lot of people probably do it in software, um, I can do it in hardware. So it has some things like a de-esser, which takes some of the harsh, harsh S sounds out. And most importantly, the reason I got that unit was that, um, I record in just a spare bedroom. So I wanted what's called a noise gate. So there's room noise. You might have air conditioner or in my case, I have my kids at home and they're screaming outside the door. Um, and it allows you to set a audio level that where just any sound below that level cuts off. So I kind of close mic like this so I can set it really to a point where you can't hear any background noise. So that's the main reason that's I awesome. have that unit. And honestly, um, that's why I use a high LPR 40 because yeah. of that noise cancellation. That's really important. Yeah. If, if, if you don't have a really quiet space to record into. And then to just do the audio, uh, the analog to digital conversion to get in the computer, I use this Zoom H4 digital recorder. And I have this for another reason. The only reason I'm using this now, again, is I had on a Lesis, it was a FireWire mm-hmm. audio interface, IO14, but they didn't update the drivers yeah. when it went to Lion, I think, so... Gave up. We're very hesitant because um, we have an Alesis and we're very hesitant whenever a new update comes. Over. Don't update it. Don't update the Mavericks. Don't update. We don't know what's going to happen. I, I, I want to pick up on something that Tom said just now. Um, he said, I'm super lazy. And I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, Be lazy. The, the, the biggest uh, threat to your, to your show is going to be that it eats up too much of your time and yeah. energy. And then you're going to start, you know, it's like going to the gym. If you, one time you're like, you know what? I'm not going to do it this time. I, of course it can happen from time to time, but at least you have to set your, your, your schedule in a very rigid way in order to last. And one of the best way to achieve that is to make, is to make sure that your uh, production process is as streamlined as possible, that you have as few steps. That's why I was saying just use Skype one mic and meet the other people on, on Skype. Of course, if you can meet, uh, you know, face to face, it makes things easier. Uh, not easier. It makes things more lively. Um, but then you will run into the issues that you have to set up everything every time you have to have every time that's available to come to your place. And probably, you know, in the US, some people might live in uh, really far, uh, from one another. So, Laziness is actually a very good quality for a podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> Streamline your process. That's going to help you probably the most. Another um, another aspect to that is, you know, I'm lucky because I have a space where I can set up my equipment and I set it up one time. I got it sounding the way I wanted to and I never have to touch it again. If you have that luxury, that's something that can make you more lazy, right? I don't have to worry about it. It's always at the same levels. I know what it's going to sound like. You just sit down and start recording. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wanted to take a second and sing the praises of your H4. <laughs> For those of you who are looking at maybe your first USB to regular microphone interface, if you have, can picture in your mind ever needing to go mobile, 
go out into the field and do interviews or record things. This is a wonderful all-purpose widget that does everything. It has its own built-in microphones if you want to record a concert, but more importantly, it has two XLR ports on the bottom so to support two microphones like this, and it acts as a USB mixing desk to take all the audio and bring it into your computer. So you can take it in the field, you have two microphones to do an interview, give your interviewee a microphone, yourself a microphone, which is awesome. You can plug it into your computer when you're at home, and it acts as your USB interface into your recording software, or it can record to its internal uh, SD card. SD card, yeah. Uh, I've never tried to do both at the same time. I, think, I do believe it's either or. It'll yeah, either, either stream or. it to the computer yeah. or record to internal. What kind of file it, is it? It can It'll be do, so. yeah, MP3 or a wave. Right, of varying bit and rates. And varying bit rates and qualities. So you can get all the way up to 24-bit. 96 the, kilohertz. I mean, it's like crazy. About the only downside of this thing is is it annihilates batteries when you're in the field. So bring plenty of spares. <laughs> but if you if yeah. you think you want to do things out in the field and you're buying your first hardware, consider that it's Zoom is the name of the company. It's the H4N. Yeah, I think they might have a. Do they have a new model? It's still now? called the H4N, but yeah. it, is, it is now black and Little shiny bit. and cute. Yeah, and I got this as my mobile. This is really what I use for mobile interviews when I go to like MacWorld, and that's what I use because I just set it up on. It has a little tripod mount, and I have a little mm-hmm. Very uh, monopod I carry with me that has legs, and I can set it down and work just the go. mic and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I just recently picked on one of those just in case because I didn't know what the recording set- setup was going to be like. I'm like, well, I'm going to have this as my backup. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's our next one. Whose setup do you think this is? No? Not Todd? Not Scott? Uh, I heard it. Who said it? Come on up here and get a merit badge. (laughs) That is indeed Ryan Brushwood. So, uh, three PCs, one for media playback. He does some really cool stuff with the switching and, I mean, he's like on a level I'm like, whoa... (laughs) I wish he was here to tell us about it. Um, so that's also something you probably don't want to do. No. <laughs> not, not yet. That's a sure. Yeah, these maybe, but kind of that's not where you start. It, I, I keep coming back to it, but the pot fading thing and the amount of work, like baby steps, really, yeah. seriously. It's, I mean, Brian has been doing this for a very long time. Um, and he has a studio. Yeah. Yes. We don't have studios. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or maybe you do, but yeah, that would be awesome. And to that end, I've been doing it this long, and you know my equipment's not like that, but it's a lot more than I had when I started. I started literally with a $25 USB mic. I don't recommend that, but there's some great like USB mics that you can get where you can just plug it right into your computer. And I go. love the Snowball mic, and you can find those for 50 bucks. Yeah, I would. Uh, well, the yeah. I'm, not, some... I'm not a fan of the Snowball. You don't like the Snowball? Well, the thing is, uh, the, the, no. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and it's going to pick up. Like, one of the most annoying things you can do uh, to annoy your, your listeners is get a mic that will pick up on your mouse clicking. Uh, that is, yeah. will, people will pull their hair out. And, and then the snowball has a little bit too much of a, uh, but you know, if, if you're doing the thing I keep recommending, Skype, it can be as simple as having your friends will join you from an iPhone with the, the Apple, um, headset. That thing costs nothing, and it, I mean, it comes with the phones, and it's got surprisingly good quality. It's not going to be like this, but it's, I, I do, uh, you know, every once in a while, I can't have my, my setup, and I'll do it on, on that, on that, uh, tiny cord thing, and it it works out. Yeah. Um, The, the key here, and this is the reason I'd say, and we haven't really touched on this directly, 
don't start in video unless you're just really into video. If that's your yeah. thing, yeah, if that's your sure. hobby, that's fine. But if you just want to start podcasting, I would start with audio because it's simpler. Mm-hmm. And and the only caveat to what you're saying is if you can't get the equipment, don't use that as an excuse not to start. Just go. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, if yeah. you're like, all I've got personally on my end is that is the headset. And I can't even afford the $50 snowball that you're saying is too roomy. Just do it anyway. Get a used yeah. snowball. I mean, the, we're saying like these are the better starting areas, mm-hmm. but the biggest impediment to podcasting is you finding another excuse not to start podcasting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's um, there's a lot of um, uh, to to add to what you're saying. A lot of of when you're first starting out, you have that impression that if you get just the right piece of equipment. Then everything's going to work out, right. right? I don't know if you guys felt the same, but uh, no, the, the hard yeah, resisted you think, that as yeah, much you as think possible. The equipment's yeah, going to make it better, but yeah, yeah. the hard it's part just, is, is the content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The gear siren well, I mean, song. The thing is, it can make make things better, but if, as as Tom was saying, if that's your excuse for not doing it, you, you you're not doing it because you don't want to do it. Yeah. And people are much more likely to unsubscribe or stop listening to your podcast because of your content and what you're saying than they are oh, yeah. because of your audio quality. Yeah. Now, your audio has to be listenable, yeah. right? And there will always be a few people out there who will pick on the fact that your audio isn't perfect and make you feel like that's the reason that's that people the are not going though. to listen. But don't, yeah, don't listen to the, to the outliers. The Focus on what you're going to say and, and what your mm-hmm. content is going to be. That's, I mean, that's what's going to keep yeah. people. It has to be... Listenable. Yeah, it was absolutely. If you have, like, and you can really perfect it over time, or... and that's going to help. For I, I, I have to share a story because this is so so relevant. Because you will get feedback, and it's ridiculous a lot of times. I, I literally had someone email me and sent me this glowing email about how they loved the podcast. It was so great. Blah 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 blah. And but it was so great, except I don't like the sound of your voice. <laughs> Uh, get a you know, did, you, <laughs> did you change who you are? And then I'd love your podcast. Yeah. So, I mean. Could you change hosts, Adam? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's harsh. All right. Let's go to the next one. Whose setup do you think this is? Nope. Nope. Not Dill's. Not mine. Nope. You're running out, You're running of, out of producers. producers. Ocean's 11. <laughs> Okay, I, I think they're not going to get it. Nobody's going to get it? Major spoiler, Steven Schleicher. Oh. Did somebody said it. Did somebody say Steven Schleicher? So uh, this is his setup. He he has a lot of um, different setups that he uses for his podcast. So he does Critical Hit, um, where they have everyone's there at the table playing Dungeons and Dragons. And I think Matthew is uh, on Skype. Um, so... This is the setup he uses for Critical Hit, Top 5 in Munchkin Land. And then he also has a video um, show, Top 5, as well. So he has two versions of it. Uh, so he, these are his head, his microphones. I'm not familiar with these microphones. Are you familiar with those microphones? I've heard of them. Yeah. Live broadcasting. Gotcha. So these are... That's it. And he also has um, a list on his website on major spoilers of everything that he uses. So he gets the question a lot as well. 
how do you, you know, how do you podcast? What do you use? So he's actually just recently written up a really great post on everything he does when he podcasts. And he has a lot of different variables in his podcasting. So he's a great one to kind of use as a resource too. If you're, if you're looking for tips and tricks and maybe new ideas as, as you're kind of moving along. Um, who is this? Nope, not Dunaway. Not Dills. Not Jerry. <laughs> you should know this. <laughs> that is Veronica. So did you guess Veronica because Nicole Nicole said you must know this or because it's he, she must have a lot of money. So she has a, a shoe SM7B. She uses sure. Skype, Audacity. Sure. Oh, did I say shoe? Oh, She's sure. Solitary. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Audacity, Levelator. Do you guys use Levelator? Absolutely. I do Every too. time. No. Nope. And, and I'm very scared that it will stop working someday. Yeah, it's it's, it's working it's, in Mavericks. Yeah, so. it's working. Well, I, I don't. I haven't tested it in Yosemite yet. It's a fallback yeah. position. And that'll be what I use when levelators <laughs> That'll be what I use when levelator stops, right? Because I've used it sometimes out of laziness, but it just isn't as good. What, levelator? Mm. No, it's a leveler. It's yeah, it, so, so it helps your peaks deluxe. and valleys. So Yeah. Right. It's not it's more than a limiter. Is it, it's not live. It's still it available for download, right? Yeah. It's it conversationsnetwork.org yeah. or they dot org or dot, conversations network if you google for it levelator. It's this great thing. If you're doing Skype calls, so getting to the simplicity thing, um, a lot of people will try and do like record Skype and you do what's called a double ender where you record on both ends and then you oh, try and God, match up no. the files and like it'll drive you nuts. When I do interviews, I use Skype. I do one recording into a program called Audio Hijack Pro where you just press the button. It records the Skype. It records everybody onto one track. But if the person on the other side is way lower, way higher than you. What you do is you take the audio file that you get from there, which is in my case is an AIFF. You drop it into Levelator, and it will balance everything yeah. out for you. It's just like drag and drop, and then you get an output file, and it's it's so that's, tuned up. That's still too many steps for me. Um, <laughs> I mean, you have to export it and re-import it, and yep. like do this multiple times. Uh, who here uses is not like a fancy hipster Mac user and uses a PC for their there you go. Excellent. <laughs> well, you have the advantage that you don't have to do stupid stuff like audio hijack. In most sound cards, you can just take the audio and record it into Audacity yeah. or Grunt. Right. Or so, well, if, if you're use, using Skype, I use a, a piece of software called PowerGrammel, which on the Mac there is called uh, Cold Recorder. And what that allows you to do is to have the two, on you know, on each side of the recording, uh, you have different voices. Basically, yours on one side and everyone else's on the other. Uh, Call pa Power Grammel. How do you Power spell it? P-O-W-E-R-G or J? G-R-A-M-O. Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> I didn't want to get into everything, but, uh, immediately at least. Um, and so what the, that allows me to do is that, uh, then for the editing, I'll use a very little known piece of software for, for, for this, um, called Sony Vegas. It's honestly, I've tried Everything, all of them. Forever. It's been around forever. It's mainly known as a uh, uh, video uh, editing software. 
and it's excellent for uh, audio editing, like super, super good. I, I haven't tried uh, Adobe, no, Audition for a long time, but Sony Vegas, seriously, it's very affordable, and that will allow you then you will, you know, separate the um, the, the two sides into two different tracks, and then on your own you can... Uh, Level each track. Rise, you know, raise or lower each one. And then you also have a, a levelator, <laughs> a leveler, uh, plugin that you yeah. can use. It's included in everything. So basically, you, you end up having, you record your Skype conversation, export that file, put it into the editor, edit it, and you're done. Yeah. And that's two steps. And Audacity there, for Windows, you can do that too. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, sorry, uh, yeah. Okay. So another, I was gonna say hot MP3. recorder. Okay. Oh, that's good to know. No, it's not. They, they said it was gonna go away. The API, sorry? Well, yeah, they did go back on that, which was a huge relief. Uh, but they're going to be doing things a little bit differently. They Is haven't said exactly Skype. how. Microsoft oh. had threatened to close the API and make um, all these tools not work. So exactly. we were kind of sweating. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. like for Levelator, um, I'm nervous that eventually one day it's going to stop working. But I have in my back pocket. In fact, Tom, you talked about it on Daily Tech News Show. It's it's called Autophilia? Uh, Autophilia. Yeah, let me find it. Yeah. Audiophonic, uh, yeah, that's auto, what it's called. Uh, that's the new web API. Oh, yeah. right? A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C, I think. Double yeah, so yeah, I've kind of I've played around with that's that one. That's platform independent, too. Yeah, they do. They charge for it. Yeah. So, But I have that kind of, well, in case <laughs> I need it, I can go to it. All right, here's the, I think this is, yeah, this is the last one. <laughs> Can't really see it. <laughs> Yeah, it looks it looks darker. Uh, yeah, it or, looks a lot darker. Yeah, just a guess. It's mine. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we use an Alisa's uh, Multimix, a Firewire mixer. We have Skype for audio. I use GarageBand, um, and I have two tracks. Um, yeah, I think that is it. <laughs> that is. It's the Firewire edition of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we have, how do you pronounce it? Healy? Healy? Hail. Hail. So you just got this mic. Hail. Hail. That's what I said. Everybody just it. That's, isn't, isn't that what I said? The German, yes, thank German you. German pronunciation, not the French. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, do not bring up the Germans today. <laughs> um, Lost him again. <laughs> so, Yeah. I've already gotten some surrender jokes a couple of times. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, I just got it because basically from everything I hear, it's the best mic you can get for that kind of use. Um, the one thing I'm a little bit terrified about is that, uh, that what I was talking about is the range that it will get and the mouse clicks. Um, will it get those or is no, it good well, enough? The, so? way high, the way he designed it uh, is that any audio coming in from behind gets canceled naturally by the design of the microphone. Mm -hmm. So the only problem I found with that is like, yeah, if you've got your keyboard right underneath, yeah. it's very good at ignoring it. 
uh, and and just like ambient sounds, you almost never can hear. Yeah, it. I got a ceiling fan on, and it doesn't pick that if up. If you I have kid. anything directly above the mic, so I have my mic like this in my studio, and I'm talking away, and I'm doing all this stuff, and Sawyer's running around in front of me. You can't hear him. Django right above me starts scratching on the rug, and you. Some of you may have heard this. You hear this. <laughs> because it's directly right above. on top of it, it goes right into the barrel of the mic, and you can hear that even through your head. Oh, yeah, yeah, and 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 the whole thing is you got to have that direct, direct. So from the side and that's how so, you should be. So as not to have the because I have like a little boom wing. mic that I kind of bring in and yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, hey, side talk. The Basically, technique, I do, right I do here. it. I believe isn't the industry term like side the side addressing yeah, the mic. But you're, you're talking about the same thing. Yeah. I feel like that's awkward, <laughs> but but yeah, no. But the idea is to said. like that way everything else is just dead, yeah. you know, and you're only getting your voice because that's hitting the top of the mic. Yeah. I was also having some problems um, with echo because originally we had our podcast set up in a room that had tile floor. So we invested in some sound panels and just put it up on the wall. And it was amazing how much that helped. They're just foam. Yeah, it's just foam, and it just kind of deadened that bounce. And it was just a little thing that we did. And yeah. I know podcasters who have taken to just taking a box and putting a pillow and just box on the head, pillow <laughs> on the back. Towel over the head. Audio, Audio works, Audio man. works. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Audio podcast. I mean, you guys laugh, but I mean, if that's all you've got, I do that on get video. better audio quality, you know. Or you can find... Hopefully you have air conditioning and it's not too hot where you live. But. You can find <laughs> instructions on the internet for building a little sound cage for your microphone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're very effective. And I'm curious... Um, there, there are questions. Oh, yeah. There you go. No. Clo- yeah, that's clever. Wonderfully yeah. absorbent. Going into a closet with uh, clothes. Another, We're going to do he questions, means, and he I want to. The closet had clothes. Not, right. He also had clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take questions, and I'm going to have you come up here and use this microphone to ask questions. But before, I just want to uh, get a read. I'm curious. What do you use to host your files? Because I just uploaded to archive.org, and Same then here. I kind of attack pod track on it, and that's how I kind of track everything. So yeah. I think I learned that from you. Yeah, and it's not without its critics uh, because it is not a host, right? The whole deal with archive.org is they want to host your files for free because their mission is to preserve the history of the Internet. So you're helping them out. That's one less file they have to go out and find and and mirror because they're trying to mirror the entire Internet every day. The other side of that is if your file's inaccessible at at some point, there's not a tech support place or anybody you can call. You just either have to troubleshoot it yourself or wait for it to come back online. I have found that personally to be totally worth it because the number of times that's affected my files is so minimal. And the number of paid providers that I've heard about having problems with exactly that same thing and you're paying for them and it still takes just as long to get a file back, I feel like it's worth it. But that's not going to, not everybody's going to have that peace of mind or that ability to want to just dive in and be like, well, it's not working. Let me re upload or whatever. I put broken link checker on my WordPress site and that tells me when they on archive when they move it because they've moved yeah. files a few mm. times yeah. and then I get a notification that says hey you got a broken link and so I'll go back to episode you know yeah. two or three and find it again and just archive.org broken link archive. checker archive.org oh the plug broken in the link, WordPress plug broken link checker yeah. is a plug in for WordPress yeah, it's um, just a plug in for WordPress I don't use uh, 
archive.org, I use the power of communism. Um, <laughs> no, actually, no, I'm, I'm half joking. Um, we have a, a much healthier competition. So actually, it's the power of capitalism. Um, we have a much healthier comp- uh, competition a competitive market, I guess, in France, and I, I self-host. Um, I only do audio, so I guess that's what you were talking about as well. Um, so audio files. I do audio obviously. and video. But... Yeah, but I mean, for the audio files, it's mm-hmm. it's very easy. I get, uh, like, basically an unlimited bandwidth and uh, a poop ton of storage for... 120 euros a month, so I guess that's 10 euros a month. Uh, 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 sorry, I mean a year. So 10 euros a month, that's 15 dollars uh, a month, and that's I host everything, all of my sites, my files. There's a huge amount of them. So, and I'm fairly sure it wouldn't be too hard for someone to use that, and, and it's very efficient, even from France. So, if you're looking into a self-hosting solution, I think that might be possible. Yeah, it's all about bandwidth, right? Uh, yeah. Because if you have a have a spike in bandwidth, sure, you know, then you're going to have to, you might have to deal with that. Mm. So that's the self hosting is actually the next level from archive, where you're like, I'm going to yeah. take it all under my yeah. control. Yeah. And I mean, but I've I've never had problems. I, my shows don't do you know crazy numbers, but they're decent, and I've never had a single issue. Yeah. Um, I use Libsyn which I've used for a long time, which is a great podcast service, um, very affordable. Uh, but more recently, I use Cashfly, but that's because I get it, because the company that sells ads for my show provides that for me, so I don't have to pay for that. If I had to pay for that, there's no way I'd have it. It's it's an awesome thing to have your podcast hosted on. But So we use Lipson for our video show, because they don't cap downloads, mm. But they only give you so much to Storage. upload, yeah. so that you can. So we we were using Blip for our videos, and then they killed the whole uh, iTunes distribution. So I spent three months trying to get a backlog of two hundred plus videos off of Blip, of Blip, and then on to Lipson and Archive.org. Lipson so, is is liberated syndication, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So. Can't remember so I, I can definitely, Lipson is a, a great service. Yeah, and they just keep getting better. I mean, they've done a good job improving their system and making it better and better. So, I mean, if you're just looking for a place to start, and especially if you're worried with self-hosting that your numbers at some point might just, you know, skyrocket, then yeah, they're, they're great. I, being someone who works in IT, I do, I pay for my own hosting. So I, I use Bluehost, and I host parts of my website there and all my mp3 files it's ten dollars a month unlimited storage unlimited bandwidth the only thing they do is they do throttle the maximum speed i think i cap out like 15 megabit i, I learned one time i got uh boing boing to death <laughs> yeah. um but it's just it's it's simple web hosting unlimited domains and i used it to create uh free hosting for the rest of you we'll talk about that later so if anybody has questions there's a mic up here. Feel free to come up and, and ask questions. Um, you guys have anything? You can speak into it from the side or the front. <laughs> the top, however you want to get. No pressure. Oh, y'all are very polite. <laughs> Two nerds enter, one nerd leaves. <laughs> <laughs> My curiosity is what I use right now is kind of overkill for what I use it for, which is a Heil PR40 and a Blue Eyes Sickle. Voice chat. 
during games. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. I you probably that. you that sound cool. awesome. I should you have the means, with this. I highly recommend it. <laughs> what I'm wondering is if I were interested in podcasting, is a mixing board necessary to add things in like soundboard sounds or bumper mm. music? Do, do you use a Mac or a PC? PC. Okay, then you're saved. Um, actually, by something that, that uh, Tom, uh, on the, it, it was a, a tip of the day uh, on Tom's show. Um, oh, God, how's it called? Mm. Yeah, it, it's it's meter, meter, M-E-E-T-E-R, was, two E's, was yeah. it? M-E-E-T-E-R, a voice meter, thank you, yes. Um, and that's for basically a virtual uh, sound uh, mixer. Uh, it's a tiny bit uh, complicated to to put together, but not more than you will be annoyed with the you know an actual physical mixer. Um, and then you can use. I'll try and find it. Um, I, I looked for a soundboard. Um, so, but you're on on a Mac. Yeah. And and um, Ambrosia does awesome uh, software, uh, audio software for the Mac. Um, unfortunately, their uh, virtual audio uh, uh, audio audio anywhere something it doesn't work anymore yeah, but on, on right. the pc you have a soundboard called it's cart wall cart wall something I'll, I'll find the 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 name of the software but basically you plug your physical mic into the the, the voice meter and then your um your piece of software through a virtual cable on that same meter and you can output it anywhere you want so if that that's the only two things you're looking to do that's a very the 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 Voice meter thing is just uh, donationware, so it's free if you don't want to pay for it. Um, although that's evil, um, but uh, it, you you can do that very easily. So voice meter and look for Cartwool software, and you'll you'll be set. For Windows users in general out there, there's a company called Spatial Audio, S P A C I A L. They make a, a line of products called Sam Broadcaster, and it used to be they only had their super deluxe radio automation. God killer. <laughs> They've since gone back and made two or three light versions of it, progressively more and more features and, and actually affordable. So they have Sam DJ, um, and then there's an, a new one that's in the middle. And they're in the from 50 to $150 range. And they have all the features you're describing, the soundboard built in, the, in, and the MP3 recorder, all part of it. The widget that I like that they also add is you can go into live streaming later and all of the encoders are already in there. So you take a look at the SAM Broadcaster series from Spatial Audio. They're Windows only, but I've used them for years and I can recommend them. Something like that software do pretty much what the PowerGrammo is? Or would it, or yeah, with the, it does that plus it has the encoders for live streaming as well. Okay. Yeah. And that kind of speaks to what uh, we were saying earlier. Everyone has a different setup. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. You mean you'd think that after ten years things would have standardized a little bit, but I, I, I came in and I saw Tom's setup and I started asking questions. I just—it's yeah. completely different from how is yeah. that even working? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, how do you live like that? <laughs> um, I just have two questions. First of all, since you guys don't don't really kind of invest in mixers, I'm assuming you all use one computer for your recording. Yep. Why would you? I do. Because I, I know people who have. Hmm. They do 
that Skype through one computer and then they uh, run it through the mixer. And I have yeah. the solution I use. <laughs> I have two mixers, a Behringer plug-in, a Mac Mini, and a laptop. Oh, wow. The way God intended. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing about the two computers, it's, it's good if you want to make sure. It's old school way of making sure that you can stream and get recorded yeah. and be heard in both things at the same time. Gives you time. a tremendous but, amount of control over levels, yeah. but it is expensive and lots of pieces to break. And, so. and yeah. Skype may change their minds. Again, I think that's kind of another thing that you can build up into. You can yeah. you can start with a simpler setup, yeah. get your kind of feet wet, and then move into well, something like that. Backing up the truck, this hobby, like most good hobbies, can be as simple or as bat crap insane <laughs> as you want it to be. So you're not going to walk away from this session with one solution. You may walk away with an idea for your solution. There is no one way to do this. That's part of what makes it awesome. And... um I was just wondering what you thought about using a dynamic mic rather than a condenser mic so that you can reduce the amount of background noise mm-hmm. since you're not so since a lot of people, especially in a hobby, don't have a studio. Yeah. Exactly. And that's that's why the, the PR forty is one of the the top ones to get for the price. I mean it's cheaper than a rider mic that does the same sort of that's thing. That's dynamic, right? Or is it okay? Yeah. I would yeah. I, I never went back to con- condenser. Yeah, my, I, I've always used studio dynamic. condenser mics, but I would recommend more pe- I recommend, uh, dynamic mics to more people. They're more rugged. They're, there's a lot of reasons to have, to have that kind of mic. If some of you, you guys are kind of, uh, intimidated by the terminology, mm-hmm. I have no idea. I've read the definition maybe 15 times. Dynamic and, and whatever the other condenser. one is. Condenser. Condenser mic. That's, Membrane and, and um, all right. I don't think that helps. That. No. Yeah, not really. I think the, the, the thing condenser is, mic is the one you had in your jam box in the eighties, right. right? That doesn't help me either. <laughs> what I've always broken it down to is it, it tends to be dynamic mics tend to be a little bit yeah. more rugged, I think. And and as the person described, if you have a condenser mic, there also can pick yeah. up a lot more of that room noise and so, stuff like that. I guess my point was going to be you don't really need to worry about all yeah. of this. No. If if you're the kind of person that doesn't really care about any of this, just just is your recording listenable? Yeah, Great. yeah keep that's using your mic. Go back to that. Yeah. All right. I've got first question. Did any of you have a problem with your voice when you first started recording? Hearing like your, hearing the your, sound own voice? Of your own voice? <laughs> it makes me want to claw my ears out. It's yeah, I don't. I don't listen to my own show really, um, other than when I'm editing it and I have to. I'm, I'm continually astounded that anyone <laughs> listens to me. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I have a little bit of the same problem, but, but so, okay, I'm going to confess something. I often listen to the shows that I do, and I'm really happy when I think I sound funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you do? <laughs> you, you're really happy when you think I sound he, funny? Yeah, you sound <laughs> Thank you. Yes, Patrick, it's all about um, you. <laughs> but that's, I, I'm a little bit of an egocentric. I, I like to feel like I'm, I'm, you know, doing a good job at the, people and that's i think there's a little bit of that in people who do podcasting right there's no there has to be there has to be it's you're not going to start talking to hopefully you know hundreds or thousands of people if you don't want them to hear what you have to say no, there, so. there is an arrogance in thinking yeah. people want to hear what you have to say and, and i'm okay with that. do you notice how you turned his question into being all about you <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is i also i i, <laughs> I also nailed it i also often wonder how people bear lessen- listening to the shows I do. I'm like, okay, this is a kind of okay, 
but why would people like listen to this like weeks on end and like that? And there's a little That's bit of the typical self-loathing of the creative time. Yeah, yeah that probably. happens too. But yeah. there's a little British in all of us. Point on to your question. Like, I think majority of people hate hearing their voice for the first time because you're used to hearing it through your own brain, yeah. which has much better acoustics. <laughs> uh, and then you hear it outside, and you're like, "Do I really sound like that?" Mm. Like, but you get used to it. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a, a Mm. Yeah, that helps. That helps. That can be very, very useful. Mm. Which one do you do? Ah. Oh, hey. <laughs> yes. Now I know yes. you. Now we know you. <laughs> You had another question. <laughs> um, recommendation for anybody that's going to try this out: Insta Radio is a new social network where you can record and listen to your own voice. So <laughs> get used to it. Help you get used to it. Yeah. Sweet. And then my question was: uh, Besides compression and leveling, what other effects would you use in your editing process? I wouldn't. No, um, I'm not saying it's wrong, but I don't think there's any you need to. Well. No. Well, I guess that's a different. That's yeah. that's different. Those are I, mean, I consider those elements, not yeah. Yeah, effects. The thing is, it depends on on who you're working with. Sometimes people will not have the greatest mics, and you might want to go into an, an equalizer and change a little bit. You know, uh, at, at least so that the the texture of the sound uh, is not too different from one person to another. But that's the only thing I and could think of. getting back to some simple things, if you use GarageBand, I use GarageBand. GarageBand actually has some just voice filters, male, female, and they have a couple of different variances. So if you need just a starting point, you know, and you want to just slightly tweak, tweak the audio. I'm and it's real subtle. I don't think they're real yeah. heavy effects. If you're experimenting with post-processing, play with it. Go get a free copy of Audacity. It's available on every platform in the universe. Take one of your audio files highlight a section of it, and run every single tool on it and see what the heck it does. That effects list is like this long. It's getting, yeah, yeah. it's getting there. You just got to learn the... <laughs> just see try what it. But as far as, I mean, as far as what his question of like, which ones do I need to be worried about? Compression and, and leveling. Yeah. Yeah. Even compression is not even all that necessary yeah. in the early stages. But. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. Back up everything. <laughs> yeah. The Department of Redundancy Department. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, wow, this is really short. Tilt it up. You are very tall. Uh, yeah. Uh, you guys were talking earlier about bit rates and all this kind of stuff, and whenever I use Sony Vegas, it's like, whenever I go to render the file, it's like all these different file types, and it's like, some of that, I know the occasional stuff, but how do you learn about all these different things and, and like, just using it, or is there other things I can look at to kind yeah. of learn those things? Use it, uh, do some searches, read what other people are doing. There's best practices out there. Or Try just it, do listen to it. M MP3. Uh, oh, if you're doing uh, video, it's different, obviously. Yeah, but right. for audio, it's MP3, 80 k Well, Patrick has so all the answers. It's do you easy. try to keep your podcast under a certain uh, Not anymore. Not no. anymore. I used I mean, to. Now well, it seems like people complain less. Yeah. About it. About it's audio. become. It's become. I mean, video they still do. Yeah. Eight years ago, it w people would work. You know, if you had a, a, a an episode that was a hundred megs, some people would 
be annoyed by that nowadays. I'm For more any likely, type of audio, any audio file is probably going to be small enough. I'm more likely to get a complaint about the quality of the files mm. encoding than I am to get about size these days. <laughs> now, people now, are used to hearing MP3 music in like higher right. bit rates. Now I'm curious what people are, if you're doing audio, what are you sending it out at? Because I'm wondering if I'm too ancient still. Because I still do mine pretty pretty low. I think I do 64 kilobit mono. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah, that's a bit yeah, you can but, go to but I do well, AAC. 80, 86, 80, yeah, 80, so. Honestly, with voice, voice though, 96. Yeah, for, for talk big, yeah. specifically. Because yeah. yeah. I did a lot of experimentation with Alpha Geek Radio because I wanted it to be strong on mobile devices on really crappy cellular networks. Yeah. Mm. So I put up the beta server and I drove around the Phoenix metro area <laughs> playing it at different bit rates, pulling over, remoting into the server, changing the bit rate, and driving around some more. And I found the sweet spot to be 56K, Mono, 44.1 kilohertz, which sounds awesome on a car stereo. And for, for talk, for talk, you know, audio files who are there talk. with their headphones saying, you know, listening for scratches, so, scratches or yeah. pops. Symbols so, in the background. And that makes for a very small file, but it's, it's good for talk. You don't need to go crazy if you're going over, you know, 100, certainly not over 128 kilobit. No, um, but, no. Do you guys know of any resources, though? Like any places you can go read up on this I stuff? I don't really. Are, I just no. learn it by talking yeah, to other yeah. people. Well, it, experimentation sure are, and what sounded good to me. What Todd is pointing out, too, is really important. I did this early on, and that's sort of where I landed, where I did for my show, is just take some clips and export them at a few different formats and then load them on different devices and listen to them in different places. Put them on your home stereo, put them in a pair of earbud headphones, put them in your car, the places where you think people might listen to it, and then you can just hear and decide which one you think sounds the best in all those environments and kind of find that, yeah. find well, that space. Better answer, what do you guys use? I'm, I mean, I my, my I streaming use. is all 56K, <laughs> okay. and I uh, publish my podcast at the same rate. And nobody Usually complains. 96, 128, and 44.1 megahertz. Yep. Thank you. doesn't have to be huge. <laughs> All right, well, uh, two things. First, real quick, I want to say uh, with the podcast that I do with my brother, who's somewhere. <laughs> uh, but we we've gone up now to using like we talk over Skype. We have I have a hugely convoluted setup with Soundflower and Audio Hijack and Soundboard and all Excellent. of that. <laughs> all, all of that somehow gets fed into. Both, both into GarageBand, I still also use GarageBand, and also into Wirecast to go up to YouTube for live streaming. But how we started was, and, and we've both got nice mics now and everything, but how we started was just gaming headsets and hangouts on air. And yeah. then for the MP3, just went to a site that you plug in the URL of YouTube video and it downloads it. an MP3 for you. So that's, if, if you want to get into it, and don't want to set up all kinds of complicated recording software, don't want to set up all kinds of streaming yep. software, that's a really good, quick, and easy way mm -hmm. to do it is just with Hangouts on Air. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I mean, of and course... That gives, and that gives you live component right out of the gate if it, you yeah. want that. And yeah. It, it, it's true that nowadays, I mean, back when we started it, <laughs> it, it was so much more difficult to do everything. And, and I, I remember sending out the emails to basically... All of those guys. That's how we did it. And, yeah. and asking, Hey, how are you doing this? And <laughs> like, and, uh, 
and nowadays that, that's absolutely true. All the, you need is is a the part headset of entry is, and, a, is and hangout well. headset and Google Hangouts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, like I said, now we use a horribly convoluted <laughs> setup. It takes me about twenty minutes to get everything. Why do you start it up? Because it's because fun. I was too lazy to because <laughs> I'm too lazy to do all the research into how to figure out how yeah. to streamline it, it all. Simply. So I laziness begets having to yeah. do more work. If it works, don't. Break it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and I also, Don't fix uh, it. I also right. had a That's question cool. of... <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, in French. <laughs> I also had a question of what's the strangest like technical or recording or streaming glitch that you've seen? Because <laughs> Oh my one God, we need an, another hour. Back years, yeah. years and years ago, I tried doing just a thing with some friends where I downloaded some Skype recording program and we tried it. And somehow, the recording program recorded... Because it recorded me on like one track and all the guests on another track and somehow it ended up doing those two at different frequencies and so with one of them played back it was longer than the other so it, it just turned out completely unusable and that's and aside from occasional audio cutouts or forgetting to turn on audio hijack on one stream that's that's the you only do that once yeah you learn to check it yes. every damn time <laughs> exactly yeah so uh, what's what's i uh, not not meaning to take up tons of time, but what's the? It's kind of a quick strange episode thirteen story like that. of East Meets West. Mm-hmm. I did not realize the drive on the Dell was failing as we recorded, and so the recording was not writing in real time. So when we played it back, it was part of the podcast as normal, and then and so we just published it and called it the possessed episode because it was episode thirteen. So how perfect is that? That's um, I think what every podcaster has experienced at least once, sometimes more, um, is when you do a show, you're like you put your heart and soul into it, and you're like super. Uh, 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 happy uh, in how it ended and how it worked and like and you realize afterwards that it didn't record and I mean mm-hmm. there is yeah. not, there's Scott over there I'm sure he's experienced that <laughs> slash wrist there's, it's, oh, it's, there's nothing worse like that sinking feeling because you don't want to do it again you're lazy, remember what we were saying earlier? Uh, and I think that's the... the especially when you have a guest. The, the, yeah, yeah, the worst is when yeah, you line especially up... Especially when your, your guest was Felicia Day and they didn't record it. Jason uh, Kalkanis, up high. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've re-recorded entire portions of shows myself, d- redoing like what the other guys were doing on my show because they, d- they weren't going to come back because it had failed. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's one of the worst. Yeah, horror stories. Uh, no, I mean, there's that. Uh, the, there was one time, and there was some s- some weird. No, there was some weird bug where I recorded something or exported it at some weird uh, format, and when it went out on iPods, it was like double speed or weird. <laughs> you know, it's like a chipmunk. talking like a chipmunk the whole time. It was like a fluke. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't have had to two X that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have another one actually. I'm going to go into it very quickly. Um, I was doing a show uh, about a certain topic, and I had a guest on, uh, and I later learned that he was not supposed to be on. So I went back in, and it was an hour and a half long show, and I Big Brother style edited him out by hand, phrase by phrase, and I swear. When you listen to the show now, you have no idea that he was ever on. There's nothing wrong with the show. Is he a ghost? And that's 
that is, I actually, it freaked me out a little bit. It was like, this is, as I was saying, it's Big Brother stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that was a weird one as well. Uh, so first I have a comment that we do our podcast recording on Mumble, which puts everyone on their own tracks, so it's really easy to edit. Yeah. So the guy who does the editing tends to edit too much, so nobody breathes on the podcast. It's a little <laughs> unnerving. Um, so the question I have is about video highlighting. Um, we're trying to get into doing video segments as well, but if you don't get it right on the first take, trying to do video editing when you're cheap and don't want to buy a bunch of hard software is a pain. Are there any sort of tips or... Uh, places to go or just get better at what I'm supposed so to do. Video, video is expensive. <laughs> YouTube is rolling out um, a creative studio because I've been They're noticing, trying to fill that void. Yeah, yeah, they are trying to fill that void. Um, I would trust. <laughs> <laughs> Tom has trust issues. So um, we, I have a couple of videos that have copyrighted music, and they, they've given a new feature where you can actually replace the music in the video because uh-huh. the... Automated replacement. Yeah. That's cool. And so you can kind of scrub it and find it and replace it with the free stuff that they offer. Oh, that's very cool. And and just recently I noticed the Creator Studio where they're uh, pushing more kind of editing tools within the video. So uh, video editing within YouTube. Yeah, because we have... like I think you have to sign up for that. Yeah, we've tried to like push it up through Twitch, but Twitch only lets you highlight a specific chunk. Right. And so if you have like... A middle part where you're where you're sitting there going, well, oh, um, 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 oh, oh, and you want to cut that out, you can't. So uh, I, I think you just have to have the the file and work on it in a video, you know, editor. There's no way around it. There's not there aren't many half um, measures with video. Cheap video Are you, editors, you, you PC? Yeah. I was gonna say on the Mac, you know, with with GarageBand and iMovie, there's a whole round tripping thing, so you mm-hmm. can get the audio, edit the audio, and have the video track in there and find your spots and it round trips really nicely. Adobe Premiere Elements is not that expensive. It's pretty good. Uh, Sony Vegas, the, sim- the the least expensive versions are pretty good too. I know. A, I wanted to say this earlier. I know a Mac podcaster who kept a PC for years because he liked Vegas so much, and mm-hmm. he did all his audio editing for his Mac podcast on the PC with Vegas. There's I didn't also want anybody uh, to know that. Avid I won't Emux. say who it is either. Avid Emux for <laughs> for Windows and Linux actually yeah. uh, is a good one. And VSDC free video editors, pretty cuts only, but might do might do the job. Yeah. If you can get a legit academic discount, they're awesome. Yeah. No, it's actually worth it. And you Mm. Audition. 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 No one can hear you, Scott. <laughs> the whole suite He's, is really good, says John. Sweet is sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this is more or less uh, the opposite of a previous question, but um, I record on a Mac. I uh, both PC and Mac, but do all my recording on a Mac. Uh, pertaining to um, mixers specifically. Um, I think I have a similar setup to uh, Azeroth Archives back there because I, I use uh, Soundflower and LineIn. Um, I don't have any kind of mixer or anything like that. Um, is that a preferable thing to have a, an external mixer specifically? Taste. It, it's better what you can afford, matter of taste. Okay. And it, it, to, the advantage, if you can't afford it, is 
you have more control over what it does. You know, if the computer crashes, the mixer doesn't crash. Right. Could do and the mixer will it. go to your next computer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's replaceable. Might not. Modular. And, yeah. 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 Well, do you have, in your town, do you have a guitar center? The I, uh, major chain. Yeah, any kind of music store. Oh, yes, yes. Check what their return policy is. Sure. And... They have their fine four-channel mixers, eight-channel mixers for $150 or less. Mm -hmm. And you try it. Yeah, sure. And sense. find out what the terms of their return policy are. So if you, d you decide you hate it, you can get your money Amazon's back. Good too. Amazon has well, a good return policy. Good. Yeah, a little, little more problem to return. Because yes. Yeah. But if you want to just test drive it and see, does it bring something to your process that you like? And but it's kind of a no harm, no foul. All it's going to cost you is your time to try it on for size. And you may think this is the bee's knees. I'm never going back to software solution. Or you may say this is more trouble than it's worth. Take it back, get your money. Right. Cool. Actually, real quick, then just another one about Levelator. Um, mm -hmm. I uh, I've tried that before, and I found that um, I have fading going on in my podcast, and I found that it kind of corrupted that and it'll fading. probably level it out you know? yeah yeah yeah. Okay. yeah so what i usually do is i'll do a raw edit and then run that through levelator and then go back in and add the intros outros yeah, that's all a good that point. stuff i forgot about that i only levelate the actual voice raw recording. and then any of that raw editing, recording. I, do, I take the levelated file and put it in and do the fade yeah. very first step after recording levelate it and then manipulate it yep thank you all right, so um, me and my wife, we do a vlog, and then we also do, uh, we're going to start doing a podcast, but one of the things that we've noticed that the really hard part is, and especially me, we talk about how, like, you don't want to, you don't want to pod fade, and you don't want to do that stuff. One of the things is I post, like, we post our vlogs, or we post everything else on Facebook to our friends and family, but that's kind of like our only group. That's like where, you know, so we got, like, my mom's watching it, and she likes my videos, so that's cool, but <laughs> there's other people that, you know, we want to get out to a bigger audience, and so one of the things with podcasting, too, it's like, I'd love to sit there and put all the time into it and do everything, but then to have, like, five people watch it. So what are your guys' tips for when you're just starting out, like, one, having the drive to push through that time, those times where, yeah, you're still not getting a lot of views, but you still want to, you know, you still want to keep pushing through? And then, two, how do you expand from, from getting, you know, 50, 50 views on your podcast or 50 views on your videos to, you know, eventually growing out? There's a guy back there named Scott. <laughs> okay. And for five bucks... He will read your advertisement on this morning show he does. Ten bucks. Excuse me. Inflation. Fifteen. For ten bucks. Twenty. Twenty? For ten bucks, you can get an ad on uh, Morning Stream and just write up a paragraph for Brian to read and see if that gets you the kind of exposure you want. Basically, it comes down to you are talking about advertising your product. Right. Mm. right. I'd, I'd go old school. Um, go to forums. Like, if you're... If you're you're, no, seriously, that's what you have to do. You're going to be doing a podcast about a specific topic. Hopefully you have something in mind, just not, you know, chatting about what's happening in your life. Although that could be fun as well. For now. Um, but if you have a specific topic you're, you're covering, uh, go to forums, go to, uh, Reddit, go to the places where the people who are already interested in what you're covering are hanging out and tell them, hey guys, I'm starting this and, uh, uh, come check it out. And, uh, I would also say, Try to climb the ladder of the, the podcasters or, you know, if you're doing videos, the, it's basically try to find the people that have a more or less like equal viewership because there's this kind of silly 
uh, a little bit of the, the, not competition, but hierarchy. So if you send an email, you have, you know, a hundred followers and you send an email to a guy who has 10,000. If he's not kind of nice like me, he's probably not going to, you know, be very. Yeah. If he's more like me and Scott, then there you go. So (laughs) get people who are right above you. And then once you, you get those guys, uh, you're going to expand a little bit, hopefully. And then you can go to the, the guy right above and you tell him, so I had this guy. On, on my show. Are you interested in, in coming on my show? Or, and I think that helps a lot. It, it comes back to networking and. So is that like self-serving though? You're like, hey, oh, yeah. you should check Absolutely. out my stuff. Of right? course. Yes. But it's self-serving for both of you. It's right. And, and collaboration is the key way that yeah. YouTubers yeah. drive their subscription yeah. channels. Mm-hmm. And ask Brian Brushwood about it if you get a chance. Like, how has collaboration worked for Scam School? An already successful property. The entire reason that my wife has a job is because they built the YouTube space in Los Angeles specifically to encourage YouTubers to have a place to collaborate with each other because they knew that was going to drive more subscriptions. So it works It works for podcasting as well in that you can collaborate. In fact, I think that's a better word for it. Yeah. Instead of just having guests, which is what Patrick's talking about, and I've recommended the same thing for a long time. Yeah. Like, find people who are doing similar podcasts, have similar ideas, have them guest on your show, offer to guest on theirs. Maybe come up with new things to collaborate on as well. But honestly, all all of these things are right. I would add that the best way to grow your audience over the long term is to be good and consistent. Consistent. Have it out there all the time and keep getting better and be like, when I say be good, I don't mean it to be perfect. I mean like be passionate and real about what you do. So one last comment on the collaboration thing, because this worked out really good for for us. Early on, when I started podcasting, there were a bunch of Mac podcasts. We met at Podcast Expo, and we were sitting in the bar, and we go, you know, we should have a show with all of us on it. Mm, yeah. And there's a show called the Mac Roundtable that still exists today. I'm not on it as frequently, but it's probably 20, 30 Mac podcasters are on that. And they all come on, and it's its own show. But they also promote each other. You know, it's a way you find out different hosts that are on that show. You hear the different voices, and then you can go off and listen to their individual shows. And it's worked out really great for everybody involved. I would also say bumpers are old school. But if you send me an audio bumper that says, hey, you're listening to Ladies Lead, I'll put it on my show. I'll put it in the front. <laughs> yeah, that's really so, old school. I mean, we did that in the early days. Yeah, that was how we got the out, word ask out. Ask the worst they're going yeah, to do ask. is ignore you. Yeah. So um, we're over time. But did you have one quick Two more tips. <laughs> Just three more tips. Oh, yeah. Hashtags are good. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Find your community. Yeah, I think if you look in the Facebook groups just under podcast, you'll see there's some are closed, but a lot of times you just got to ask to be invited in and they'll look yeah. at you and, you know, make sure you have your, your podcast in Always your profile. Always read the rules. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Um, so is there anything else? You want to show your, what are you doing? No. Okay. No. Make sure it's fun. <laughs> yeah. If it's not fun, go find something else. That's true. Um, I guess so, the, the, the last thing I would say is we've all been doing it for, for a very long time because we really love doing it. Yeah. Uh, it's super hard, honestly. Yeah. Uh, it's, I'm reminded of, uh, of a, a conversation between Steve Jobs and Bill Gates at uh, the D conference a few years ago where they were saying, we're still here, not because we're, you know, really good at it, although that might play into it, but 
they they were saying we're still here because we really want to still be here and that's i think the most important thing you really have to love doing it and and want to keep doing it so so thank you tom patrick adam tom thank you all of you for coming enjoy the rest of your spectacular thank you Get out. No.